Hello and welcome back to the Looney Lads podcast and I'm alone once more. Psych! No, Atticus is actually here this time. I am indeed back. It's nice to have myself back. Yeah. And today we've got quite a quite an interesting episode, don't we? We do, we do. Yeah, we have we have uh, not only is she a family member, my sister, she is also an industry professional and also a freelance producer who has worked with the likes of big brands such as Valentino, a bit of Versace, Louis Vuitton and even Zara. So please welcome Sophia to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. How are you doing? Good. It's very strange to be introduced like that by my sibling, but yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. This is kind of weird. I was, it's like I've been thinking about getting on, and now that it's here, it's kind of a bit kind of surreal. <laughs> yeah. Um. But we'll. But for an icebreaker, um, we asked this to all our guests. What's your favorite film? The Lion King, hands down, the best soundtrack of all time. Hakuna Matata never fails to put me in a good mood. If I'm in a bad mood, someone will play that to me and it makes me happy again. So well, We should have done that during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any questions, staff ask us? Because oh, no. I don't want to lead entirely. So, I mean, the most important one is, um, how is Max as a brother? Max was very, very cute when he was little. He was a very good brother. And then became a sassy, sassy teenager and had to be put in his place mm. and reminded that he was third <laughs> in line. Um, but no, he's a good brother. A very good brother. Thank you. You're, you're, you're a decent sister. Oh, decent. <laughs> Decent's yeah. better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so you're in the industry. Where, where did sort of your interest in film start? I actually went to university and did photography. So I started off in stills and through different jobs ended up doing video. I got the opportunity to go to a particular agency where they needed a production assistant for the film department. And that's how I eventually learned from scratch while I was doing the job um, and translating everything I knew from stills over to the film side. So um, sort of trial by fire, learn on my feet, but um, it, was, it, was, it was a good way to learn, is to be thrown in the deep end. It's a little scary, yeah. but... That's how it goes. Yeah. So where did you say you went to uni again? I went to university at Ravensbourne, which is in North Greenwich in London. It's opposite the O2 Arena. Yeah. And um, I did digital photography for three years. Yeah. We're doing media production for three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you already kind of answered my second question on what do you do exactly, but... Yeah, I can give a wider... I'm a freelance video producer. I also work in post-production freelance and project manage, essentially, the pre- and post-production of video shoots for commercials, mainly for major fashion brands, and then... As I said. ...more recently for other commercials for banks or uh, things like that. Really? You do, you've been doing some bank stuff now? I did a Bank of Scotland advert recently. Oh, nice. Yeah. And how, how is it like in the industry? Because I've never done any camera work in like the You might want to bring your mic a bit closer, by the way, I guess. But how is it in like the professional industry? Because like, is it like busy, crowded, or is it quite... It really depends. It goes, swings and roundabouts. You have periods at the moment where people think it's quite quiet right now. However, you'll always talk to someone who's very busy and that mm. then makes people freak out. Oh, I'm not as busy. And uh, it definitely is seasonal as well. Obviously, in the UK, 
in the winter, the weather starts to become a bit more difficult. So you might find there's more studio shoots happening. Whereas in the summer, when the daylight hours become longer, it becomes even more beneficial for foreign clients to come over to the UK because we have longer daylight hours. And the further you go north, there's more daylight. So places like Scotland get really busy in the summer because they can get more out of a day. Rather, when it becomes dark at 3pm, you cut short your shooting hours. So definitely weather, temperature and daylight all have like contributing factors to how busy it is. And also the economy and how much money and budgets people have to spend. Um, when there's a recession going on that we're going to go into, the budgets for each company get cut and so the scale of the shoot they can do also differs. Um, So I'd say at the moment it's okay, but a lot of people are telling me they're quite quiet. Mm. But they had a very busy summer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is already a very different episode. I don't think we've had someone so, like, kind of well thought out with their sentences kind of come on yet, so this is very refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I already asked what your favourite film was, didn't I? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I've just gone blank. Oh, no, Attica, save me. Um, <laughs> so in, in the industry, you said you've worked with different companies. Um, what's it like in, in terms of how long it takes for these adverts and how many shoots you'd have to do and that sort of... Really depends. Commercials, which is my main bread and butter, they're very short shoots a long commercial is five days long shooting you may have if you're lucky two to three full weeks to put it together generally from end to end a particular commercial could take two to three weeks on the prep a week to shoot it and then you would then as the producer wrap the budget out which is getting everyone's invoices in make sure everyone gets paid and then post-production is actually a longer process Mm. and i would say for a healthy post-production you want a minimum of six weeks to do like a one minute commercial so you can end up working on one project for maybe three months if you do all the way end to end but We've also had times where they're like, okay, we have to do this next week and we have one day and you have a week to put it together. So it really varies on the client's internal schedule. It also varies on we have to get this on social media within a week after the shoot. And you're like, wow, I've got to fit six weeks of work into a week. And that is all part of the producer's job to like budget it out, to schedule it out and to see, you know, you're going completely off the client's specifications. It's not necessarily for the role that I do, a creative role. It's very logistical. You've got the money side, which is the budgeting. You've got crewing side. You've got a technical kit knowledge side of actually if we do this and that and this person needs to work that many hours and for that shot you need a crane. So you have to understand a lot of different aspects of the job as well as kind of, you know, insurance as well as, you know, all the legalities of where you can go or what is copyrighted and what's not. Some buildings in London have a copyright on them and you can't film them without permission. Really? Yeah, there's a few buildings that are... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, you have ones. to... Yeah, yeah, for, like, stuff... <clears throat> like, stuff like movies and games, they need to get the copyright, uh, like, holders to kind of agree to it, don't they? Yeah, and also <laughs> you can't necessarily feature a car with its own yeah. logo on it. So there's a lot of different aspects that go into these productions and the producer's job is to be every team is your team. Every problem is your problem. You're kind of at the behest of maybe 50 to 70 people and you have to also feed them, make sure your welfare is a huge aspect of the producer's role, making sure everyone's warm, fed, um, you know, not overly tired in the, you know, where you schedule your jobs, you shouldn't be making sure anyone's ever putting themselves in harm's way so um it's a very complicated 
job role to explain because you're sort of involved in everything. Some days I'm looking at kit lists, other days I'm speaking to lawyers, I'll speak to the insurance, I'll speak to the crew about what they need to make the job happen. We get everyone there, we shoot it, and then I'll take it to the editor, the colour grader, the sound designer, and put it all together again. And um, at the top of the food chain is always the director and their creative idea. And we're always working to make sure that they're happy and they can be in a space where they can be creative and um, hopefully come out at the other end with something that looks like their vision. So, Yeah. I was going to ask, and for what... I know you probably can't say a few things because, like, NDAs and stuff like that, but I know you've worked with some very, like up there kind of people in the media mm-hmm. industry like acting wise maybe directing wise can you tell us a little bit about what it's like working with those specific people i'm pretty sure i even mentioned it on the podcast you've worked with 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 a certain a certain <laughs> person beginning with a z yes we did have a couple of shoots with zendaya who's lovely and um it's a when you have bigger talent, some things become easy and some things become more complicated. If you have someone who's super experienced at acting, you might not need to do as many takes, but they might have limits on their time. Um, for instance, how long they can be on set for because they have a lot of other commitments. They might need security or they might need you. Where you can shoot becomes a limitation. If you have someone that famous, you can't shoot in public because, you know, it'll be on Twitter within five seconds and your whole security is a nightmare. So you tend to have to rethink, you know, go to the middle of nowhere or be on a studio where you can control who's coming to set. So there are limitations or you know, some people require more space than others. Some people will give you two days. Some people only have one in their schedule. And also that sometimes those people only have Sunday available because they're shooting Monday to Friday, other things. So, you know, sometimes your budget will double because you have to do a double rate Sunday because that's the only day that they have available. Or, you know, sometimes footballers are notorious for only having an hour to give you. So you might set up a whole shoot day and the footballer can only come from like 2 to 3 p.m. And then they're late and actually you get 2.30 to 3 and you've got to get everything that you could possibly get out of them in half an hour. Why footballers only like an hour? Sports people, they have very, very tight schedules because of training, travelling to games. Oh, that makes sense actually, yeah. Um, You know, they might be training all day, then we might be travelling to a game in the evening, so you might be able to get half an hour of their time. So you have to make sure that everything is ready for their arrival. Um... And that's one definitely one of the things you learn doing commercials is um, sports people are very tight on time. Actors can give you, you know, a day, but not really more than that unless they're contractually obliged to give you a few more. And it goes into all the negotiations of their contract as well, how many days they're obliged to give a brand per year or whether it's a one-off or some people have multi-year contracts and so they have to give you two days a year or something like that. Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing... I was thinking, and maybe Atticus might find it interesting as well, um, going back to the whole university thing where our media uni variety kind of podcast, mm-hmm. what was, I mean, I've already kind of asked what it's in, what, but, but compared to now, I don't know if you've listened to any of like what we've had to say about our experience so far at uni, but what was like going off of like all the economy and like all that kind of stuff like right now, what was it like for you, like uni life? I think I don't know what it's like here so much and you have a much bigger campus. My university was a one-building campus. It was nine floors. Was it really that one building? Yeah, it was one building. And because it was such a small college, um, 
we didn't really have societies necessarily. There wasn't the kind of uni experience. We didn't have an SU. We had Freshers' Week, but really there were not many events throughout the year. Um, and I would say it was a very going to a city university, especially. So there wasn't there was a halls of residence, but it was in an area that you really shouldn't be living in at that age. And then it was a bit dodgy back then. So it was definitely not the traditional campus uni experience. We didn't necessarily have as many clubs. I made some excellent friends for life and a lot of which I'm still in contact with. And you would meet people from different courses more because you were all shoved in the same building. But generally with our course as well, like there were a lot of people who were just very unsure about the teaching. The course syllabuses and the student satisfaction varied so much course to course our course I don't necessarily think I was the last year of 3k a year fees to go through university I wouldn't have paid 9k a year for that in hindsight and um but whereas the fashion and television courses at that particular university were excellent we had tele broadcast students who worked on the olympics and got amazing um, opportunities to you know pitch to H&M and all sorts of things but our particular course wasn't like that just wasn't set up well enough so it really varied I've got some exceedingly exceptional friends who have won awards and oh, wow. things in their different fields in animation and motion graphics and are really 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 successful but it's a bit of a much of a muchness there were lots of people who didn't go the same way or I think it, it also depends on the individual like we had not necessarily the best uni experience and some pulled through and some went a different option and it definitely depends on how hard you're willing to work for it afterwards um, but the best thing for us was you know a lot of us were away from home for the first time and you're in a city in London and meeting people so yeah I think uni is definitely about exploring your independence and meeting oh, people definitely. more than anything else definitely yeah that I've learned more from work than I ever did from uni Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry. Uh, no, but it's good to have kind of people, kind of everything on the podcast. I feel um, also that I've been leading a lot. So um, is there anything you want else you want to kind of bring up, Atticus? I mean, I was going to say, like, Ravensbourne, that's an, like an art-based university, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I was going to do, I think I was going to do product design there, but then... Really? Yeah, my teacher was a bit shit, basically. <laughs> she really wasn't nice. So I, I decided end up doing film but I didn't think Ravensbourne was it but I've seen the campus it is very small yeah it's, it is literally I'm just trying thing. to dig through my memory from seeing that it looks like a Swiss cheese it's got yeah, completely yeah, round no, windows all the way around it's a very funny looking it's building weird if would... you ever go to a concert at the O2 it's right there you won't yeah. want to miss it <laughs> it's really interesting kind of hearing about this because I was in year four when you went off to university yeah when I you were eight years old when I and went I, to uni yeah. so you wouldn't have heard any of this storytelling and I would say my advice to anyone oh, at university to this. I want to hear some uni stories <laughs> <laughs> you know we had some good opportunities when I was at university they organized there was a competition with Canon and we got to go to the London Fashion Weekend, which is not Fashion Week, but it's attached and um, shoot in the photographer's pit at the end of the runway. And then you had to run around London, find somewhere with internet, edit the pictures as soon as possible and upload them in sort of... And this was 10 years ago. So, you know, if you think about how quickly stuff goes to social media now, this is before cameras had Wi-Fi built in them. So you had to get the card out, get a card reader, shove it in your computer, oh get into Lightroom, edit as much as you could and upload them. And there were a few different schools who got to have that opportunity. And I don't think I would have gotten opportunities like that if I wasn't in the city. That's the pro of going yeah. to somewhere that's in a metropolitan city. But 
at the same time, I probably would have enjoyed doing more clubs. I would say one thing about university, if I could go back and redo it, it's essentially a paid opportunity to do internships. I, I would advise anybody, obviously don't get taken for a ride, but a lot of internships are solo paid. Do as many as you can while you're at university. So when you come out, you've already got a little bit of experience. Um, and yeah, just explore your options. We had people who ended up getting internships and then just not coming into school for two weeks. But as long as your tutors are happy with that and you can catch up on the work, they obviously got the best of both worlds. They got work experience and they got the university education. And I think it can work like that sometimes. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm trying to think. You, I mean, you went to Ravensbourne, you're in production now. Do you have any sort of aspirations to go any further? No. Just... <laughs> um, it's a complicated question, I think, because production is an incredibly stressful role that I didn't necessarily set out to do. When I went to university for photography, I really wanted, well, I started off being wanted to be a photographer and over the course of three years that really changed. I yeah, was I like, you're, you're still very kind of into photography now, aren't you? I don't shoot nearly as much as, I haven't mm. shot anything professionally in a very long time and even when I travel, I like to take pictures and that's like my creative outlet, I would say, but really with day to You went to Australia for a how long a year no was it a year how long was it i was there for i went to new zealand australia and asia for three months three, I, was, I was only three months okay <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a year well i might just be getting confused with the time we had to spend in lockdown yeah and then um but when i went off to university to do photography i thought i was going to be a photographer over the course of three years i changed and um I was like, you know, I'm not as technically good as other people, but I've got really good ideas. Maybe I'll be an art director. So I came out wanting to be an art director and I did a bunch of internships with magazines and really wanted to do print media. That was obviously king when I was growing up Yeah. in a small village in England. I used to read Vogue because it was colourful and it was travel and there was fashion and that's how my aspirations formed. And you take a job and you take a job and you take a job and people go, oh, you're really good at this. You should try this because of the recommendation of... I don't think there are a lot of people in this world who start out looking to be producers. There's not a oh, lot of no. producers I know that start. It's something you kind of fall into because you're good at it or thrive off of the pressure. And as much as I thrive under the pressure of it, it's not necessarily very healthy for me. So it's kind of a, I don't know how much further I will go down that road. It takes a lot of your personal time. Um, but it's, I've been very lucky with the opportunities I've been afforded and, traveled a lot with my job and you know met some interesting people along the way and seen lots of places and you know maybe I'll go back to it maybe I won't but I'm about to take a little break from it yeah you're moving to Australia aren't you I'm moving to Australia for a year this will probably this this um, episode might actually come out on the day you move oh yeah, weird. What, wait what day what day are you leaving the 30th I yeah this know. will probably come out on the 30th <laughs> <laughs> is that next Wednesday uh, it's uh, two weeks. yeah. It's wait no. It's um two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Don't scare me, guys. I've still oh, got a pack. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, that might be the maybe we might record one after this. Just me and ask us, but yeah, yeah. yeah it might be even next week or so, sorry, audio listeners. This is probably already out. You're probably like, oh, it's 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 business. Yeah, you're gonna have to cut all of this out. <laughs> no, it's fine. I like I like confusing them. It's really funny. Um, uh, as Atticus hasn't been on for a little bit, I was gonna ask, do you have any like stories <laughs> to tell? Um, kind of, kind of not. 
Okay. I mean, I climbed a tree. You climbed a tree. <laughs> no, I was um, I was a little bit tipsy, and my cousin suggested to climb a tree outside of his house. How big was the tree? Uh, it was, I think, fifteen meters. Oh no! How far did you climb up it? Ten. Oh no! Oh, God. It was, it was How drunk were you? Tipsy. It was, it was okay. A it was a roped climb. And, okay, that's not bad. I think. Um. I I don't do rope climbing because I only do like stuff without ropes and it was weird. I ended up getting to the top and it's it was fr considering it was freezing and wet. I I basically had cuts all over my hands because I didn't wear gloves and all all the branches were wet and yeah it was horrid, absolutely <laughs> horrid. Did not enjoy oh, it. You I remember you. <laughs> Uh, during Weedy Week, you messaged me, um, you, you had a bit of a thing with your family, didn't you? Oh. You don't have to bring it up if you don't want no, to, but you were fine. very drunk. No, but, like, you, you mentioned uh, you, you had some of your dad's whiskey. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, so I had, um, I drank a bit too much. <laughs> After I got down from the tree, I went inside, you know, it was family lunch, whatever. I was with my, my cousins, I was at their house, they, and my uncle was like, oh, do you like whiskey? And I was like... Of course. And he ended up pouring me a small, you know, glass of whiskey. Really good. So I had about seven more. Oh, for... <laughs> That's always the beginning remind... of a bad ending. This reminds, uh, this reminds me of, um, I don't know if you were there for when Ruben was at the student bar, but oh, yeah, I don't I think I've told you this. Um, um, so basically our... Mate Ruben, who was co-host for the last two episodes, mm. um, he's currently on like a drinks break at the moment. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but when we were showing off our short films, we went to the student bar down the street, and at one in the afternoon, <clears throat> he got uh, seven. I think it was seven Jaeger bombs. Oh my goodness, that is enough that's, to put you in a. And that's not a, that's not all though. He blackout. Had, he yeah. had he had a um, <laughs> he had a glass of wine. And I'm pretty sure eight pints of beer. No way. I yeah. mean, fair on him. And then he had his stomach pump, but like <laughs> <laughs> that's Jaeger bombs. Personally, finish me off. If somebody offers me a Jaeger bomb after midnight, I, had, I, had I know I need to call a taxi in half an hour. It's like because by that point you've already drunk so much. Get used to drinking a pint of water and the taking one... paracetamol in the night time. I, I still can't do it myself, but. I, I don't know if say, it's based off of, better. like, who makes them, but when I had one, it didn't really feel as punchy. I was like, ooh, okay. I mean, I don't know. A what? mixture of Jaeger bombs and wine is not a good idea. No. Yeah. Oh, Start but, bro, low and get higher oh, when, is when, the um, only way. Like. When, um, when, Ruben, when Ruben had them, we were watching our short films. Oh, yeah. He was he was so drunk. It was so funny. I remember. He was just in the... He was, yeah, he was... In like the seat at the back, and then yeah, he was just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> I think they were really good. Even our even our shitty film. What did you guys do for your film? Short film. Because we did Exorcism of a T Rex. What's that? It's exorcism. It was meant to be exorcism. 
Oh, right. But someone was being very dyslexic that day and put exorcism. And they didn't even spell T-Rex correctly. How can it was, you not spell T-Rex? It was T-E-R-E-X. Oh, All one Lord. thing. No, spell like, T-R-E-X. Spell check, guys. It's not hard. Yeah, I know. Grammarly I was... now is a really good invention <laughs> yeah. that I didn't have when I was at uni. So Yeah, no, I'm very kind of, like, on it when it comes to my grammar nowadays. I never used to be, I don't think. Mm. Um... Uh, but yeah, no, it was very fun. We incorporated that into the title as well. Like it was a kind of like this more serious psychological thing. But when it go, when he's like, I, I'm trying to remember the film. Uh, it's like Ruben walks in, and he's he's coming home from a day of work, and he sees this T Rex toy. And can I just say, it wasn't even a T Rex. It was a dinosaur that looked like a T Rex, had the little stubby arms, but it had like spikes kind of going along its back. It wasn't like a Stegosaurus or anything, but. <laughs> I remember it's it's like this serious kind of dark kind of tone even in the visuals and then it just cuts to a title kind of Evangelion style like Exorcism of a T-Rex and I just couldn't I just started laughing because <laughs> it's like you've really established a serious tone and then you introduce the film like that you got the dyslexic spelling <laughs> yeah yeah but the credit the credits were fine though um there are a lot of people these days who are creative and dyslexic. I work with a lot of people and oh, it's yeah. become more and more... It used to be worse, like, 10 years ago. If you had any spelling mistakes, it was, like, the end of the world. And I think people nowadays are a little bit more forgiving. But generally, if it's the title, you know, yeah, yeah. you want to get it we, right. we've, we thought it would kind of go into the silly, kind of ridiculous aspect of it because it's like an exorcism of a T-Rex toy. There was Oh, we actually had a version that we filmed beforehand that we didn't... We haven't shown anyone. Ooh. We yeah. Put that at the end of this episode. Maybe, I can probably even put it up on screen on the YouTube version. Yeah. Um, but what we did was we all met up at Ruben's apartment, mm -hmm. and we were all film uh, thinking of this idea, and we had a bunch of outtakes. It was such a good time. Uh, but the idea was we were all playing poker, and I'm pretty sure it was either Ruben or De no, I think it was Ruben. He raises this T-Rex toy. And we were in a group with uh, Devlin, Freddie, some of our other classmates. Um, and Devlin was the one who was going to be this murderer figure. So Ruben raises his T-Rex. Devlin wins, gets everything in the T-Rex. And I must say also, my character is like a religious person. So this is where the exorcism kind of comes into play. And I'm all like, oh, God was on your side and all that kind of stuff for uh, that. And Devlin's just acting all weird. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not like he doesn't already, but... <laughs> But um, he's all like, yeah, no, sorry. And then it cuts. We did it kind of like a found footage thing. So we had like my phone filming on top of his, his fridge, kind of looking down on us, kind of like a security cam kind of thing. Mm. And it cuts to me cleaning up all the stuff and then Devlin putting on this mask. And we did like a whole fight scene as well. Like it was fully choreographed. Like he went like, he like did an over the shot, like um, over overarm kind of, like hit on me I obviously dodged out of the way I knocked him out with the bat and then I um and then I, I fully committed to this in the f like complete cut I go to the T-Rex and I'm like where did you come from where did you come from and I'm like shouting at this toy I'm shouting like at the top of my lungs at this toy and I have this Ruben actually managed to get we bought like a cross mm -hmm. like a toy cross plastic cross and I'm like the power of Christ compels you <laughs> And I even, uh, actually, I almost um, knocked over a bunch of glasses <laughs> as a result. <laughs> because I, what I did was, I, I like pushed it for some reason. I was like this, 
and I pushed it. It didn't fall over, thankfully, but it knocked back um, all the glasses behind it, and they were on like the edge of the table. I think they were they weren't glasses per se. I think they were like cans, mm. but it would have been a nightmare, complete mess. And then the um, the ending was just um, uh, obviously I die. Yeah. Yeah, I I tried to perform the exorcism, it didn't work. And then uh, the ending is Ruben coming in and he's like, oh, someone's had too much to drink. He's, he thinks I'm knocked out because I'm drunk, even though I wasn't. I have been uh, fucking stabbed. Um, <laughs> he comes over, he like kicks my... Oh my God, the outtakes on this was so funny. He um <laughs> He kicks me, I flinch in one of the edits and we had to complete... I was like, oh no, I fucked it. And one of the other ones was also... Um, uh, oh, he uses. Oh, he picks up the bat, and he like hits me like lightly on the nose, and you can just see my entire body go like, Ugh. <laughs> just in the camera. It's like hmm, he's not very dead, is he? And so we had to cut that. And even when it all went right, Devlin at one point just went, "Hello, motherfucker," and like and like obviously pretended to stab him, but we had to cut that because he went, "Hello, motherfucker," but he just but he just stabs Ruben in the end, and then the film just abruptly ends. Just like that. Yeah, it literally just ends with him stabbing him, and like, it, it literally just cuts before like we like actually just finished like for a like the scene. So it's mm. very a, a, abrupt. There's no like title card or anything, but I'll probably show it to you actually, guys. After this, um, after please this, do, please do. it was very fun to film. But um, do you remember? I've probably already asked, but do you remember what you did? Short film. I remember, I remember watching the dinosaur one. I don't think I did one because I wasn't in. But I remember you. Were you not? Was this the very first week? E, you know when we got the um, we were put into the groups and we got the words with the prompts. Oh no, that I wasn't there for that. I think. Oh, I was, were you not? No, because I didn't come in for the introduction week because that. That they introduced it and then they did the work and I wasn't there for that because partly because I was ill, partly because it was an introduction and I didn't really need it. But that's fair. I don't think I did. It was worth going to the introduction. Though. I'm really glad I did go in the end. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was. Uh, we've kind of spoke for a while. Do you have any uni stories? Because I'm very interested yes. in this. What kind of uni stories? Embarrassing. Anything. I was thinking when you were talking about short films, there was... Um, yeah, I've kind of blabbered on about short films for like well, 10 there minutes. Well, like a short film competition at our university and obviously we've got lots of different courses of animation and motion graphics and mm. there was a very, very serious film department and my friend, who is now a, like becoming a director, a proper really? director... Uh, to do, you know, videos for brands and things. His mm. first directorial, directorial debut was this silly little short film we did. And basically we got a prompt. Were you on it? You can hear my voice. Oh, and I, okay. I supplied some props and I helped film some of it. And, you know, and it was like an overnight challenge. We got the thing and then had to film something, come up with an idea and film something overnight, which we did mostly in his living room. And... Um, when I say this film is the silliest thing you've ever seen, it's hysterical. And we thought, ha, 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 we have a lot of fun. And we submit it and we go to... We, there's this big auditorium in Ravensbourne on the oh. ground floor with a huge 
projector that comes down. Like a proper like big It's almost like being in the cinema and they blacked out the room. You've got this huge projector and it's projecting all the short films. And as we're watching them, every other team has done this very somber music and really serious. And we're all looking at each other. None of us are on the film course. And we're looking at each other going, oh my God, the reaction when ours goes up is going to be so bad. So we're all really on edge. They play this two, three minute long, absolute comedic, ridiculous. It was almost like peep show. It was so awkward. And so we then, we're all crying with laughter, crying with laughter. And you can hear all the film students around going, who has done this? And um, it just makes me laugh now that some of the team that were on that are uh, working like for like, like proper, huge yeah, bands, yeah, yeah. directing fashion Your, show hey, videos. You've worked, you've worked with like fucking who? Like Versace, Louis Vuitton, <laughs> Valentino. Like. And then, you know, but really what we all started was making poor Josh say these ridiculous lines in Rob's living room at midnight. So, Mm. yeah, those are the days where you get to, like, really be experimental and be all artsy-fartsy. I always think student films are always a bit nutty, but that's the time to be nutty because when you get later in life, you have to be a bit more serious. We've been kind of a little bit kind of um, funny with our kind of short films. For Jen's class, we did... um, We had to do this project. Um, It was just about Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, so what, it was one particular. It's like one particular thing about Brighton that you. Could yeah, like one particular on. thing about Brighton that we could focus on. So, uh, we all each had an edit for this mm. because we were like we all had kind of like a similar but kind of. Di- I went more of like a comedic kind of vloggy route. Um, you went a silent film route, didn't you? Mm. And Callum, our other teammate, went more of like an actual presentation, like advertisement kind of route. Very yeah. pro- more professional, I'd say. So. Uh, we focus. In, okay, so try and guess what we focused on, like in Brighton. I don't know the rain. It was absolutely welling it down when I arrived. Or... It was raining that day. Um, no, we focused on the burgers. The burgers. Yeah, we we did yeah. burgers. <laughs> Do you have some decent burgers? We have. There's, a, we have, there's a Wendy's in town. Oh God, I would never go to a Wendy's. But that's all right, actually. There was a big. My brother took me to it. It's like a burger van. There's a famous well, burger van well, in a side street a... in Brighton that does this amazing burger. They had it on the side Wait, of where? the street. I don't know where it is. I'm don't oh, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to ask Alexander. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just, we went to Wendy's and we just ate a burger each and we were all just like, I, I remember Callum just did it normally. I did it while looking directly into the camera. Terrifying. Just like, just with a deadpan <laughs> look and, what Atticus, you did two. We did two different takes for you. I'm pretty sure we just did. Did it um, really seductively? Yeah, we did. Like I did like the camera like like this, and then I like tilted it upwards, and he was like got his. He had like his eyes kind of closed, like kind of all that. <laughs> M&S <laughs> style adverts. Yeah, 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 legit. And then you then you like punch the burger when it was on the table. Yeah. And and then we just went to Churchill Square afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, and then we all went home. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure what we did, what I put in the video was just us eating the burgers, and then like a little thing where I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Callum says, "Let's go to Ann Summers the, uh, when we're going out of Wendy's." I'm saying it's raining, <laughs> and you can just hear him in the background going, "Let's go to Ann Summers." And he's like, "Oh, don't keep that in," <laughs> and I kept it in. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Churchill Square, and it was literally like this f- ten second montage of us into Churchill Square. 
and then it's just me staring into the camera again, going down the escalator. Yeah, I, was, I was about to bring that up. That was really weird. It's like really creeping stone into my soul. Yeah, no, that, that, the whole point. Do you want to know like a good way to like freak people out just by like looking into a camera? Don't look directly at the, the lens in the camera. Like So basically, like look when you're looking at the camera. Look at the center of your phone. No, don't look at the center. Look like past it. So then it looks like you're looking at something behind the camera, because then it brings off this effect. Hang on, let me let me take a picture. I'll put I'll put this in the edit. But it's not loading. Like that. I mean, it's already a, a difficult <laughs> angle. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I just I just like being funny sometimes, and then I'm pretty sure the end card was. Um, then they went to the sea and became one with the plastics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the end, and then I, there were actually two different versions for this. What is, it? is this film about burgers? Still, it's, it's yeah. just about burgers. I made, wow. but um, this I made is the weirdest burger advert I've ever seen. <laughs> no, it wasn't like an advert. It's kind of like a, like a video. It was more of just a video of like what we want to highlight about Bryson, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. So you got this whole city rich history. Got yeah, burgers. but here's the thing. Um. I did two separate versions afterwards. I'll get to one of them in a second. I did one relating to a little ongoing gag I have with my independent videos. And I did one where I actually showed some pictures of Brighton. I did a voiceover where it's like, I got mum to send me some photos over. And I was like, okay, for, for playing up with our tomfoolery, here are some nice photos of Brighton. And she sent some, right? With me, like, younger me. <laughs> so what I did was... Um, I took one of those images and I put it in there and I was in the voice. I was like, wait, wait, who put, no, 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 move on. Move, who put this in there? Who put this in there? And then it's just like, oh, thank God. We got the, but the thing, the thing. And then there's another picture of me just like from four or five years ago, just standing, like just smiling at the camera. And I'm like, seriously, who put these in there? And that was the version I showed to the class. Oh yeah. I mean, those photos were, were good. They were funny. They were, Yeah. <laughs> I actually got complimented um, uh, by one of the um, girls in our class saying that I was that our video was, or my video was quite funny, mm. Mm. Uh, which I'm actually quite happy with. Um, yeah. Everyone else did quite, everyone else did actual like like better videos. Yeah. Well, as like as a sister, glad to hear you going to class, pal. No, I've been going to all the classes. There was like a couple in like the first couple of weeks where they were just like on Google Teams and they were barely anything, weren't they? Like. Yeah, Nothing. I can't imagine doing school over Zoom. I have enough yeah. Zoom meetings as I've, it is. Bro, so. I, di I did it. I did it once. I'm never doing it again. You mm. were a nightmare in lockdown with doing oh, your schoolwork. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I, I have PTSD from trying to help Max with his schoolwork. It was the worst day ever. It was uh, you know those poor teachers who were trying to do kids teach kids over Zoom, and I really feel for all the parents out there who had small children or even big children. At, in lockdown, they were trying to make them do their schoolwork because it was like pulling teeth. I mean, I was mainly I was, I, at the time. I was mainly focused on my FMP, but I did I did need to focus on my English homework. So yeah, thanks for helping me out with that. You're um, welcome. <laughs> I'll never recover. But you're welcome. <laughs> I don't think you'll recover for any of that lockdown. It's the like stuff. Mm. What, was the, what was lockdown like for you though, Ascus? Because you have you have a sister as well, don't you? Oh, she didn't help at all <laughs> she was she sounds was, familiar yeah she i mean she had her own work but i whenever i mean i had it for just sorry <clears throat> i had it just for college yeah yeah same like the first year is all on 
teams and you'd you'd you know sign in you'd say that you're there put in your headphones go to sleep and if you hear your name called you just <laughs> you'd wake up and say oh yeah could you repeat that i remember we did ours on google meet i remember we some of us we just set up a minecraft server and we just played on that sometimes instead and sort of we we did we did all do our fmps and i got i got a merit yeah. on my fmp so I'm actually really happy with that. I did that in lockdown, and I got a pretty good grade because of it. Yes, I mean, I mean, no one was that focused in in our first year. It was the second year. Oh when, yeah, when everything. It's kind of out. the same like now. Like mm. it's kind of what is it the same kind of for you as well? Well, uh, I mean, for the industry, the film industry, completely shut down for about eight months, mm. um, and a lot of people who were freelance were really, really struggling, and it then became so busy that everyone. Everyone was so scared it would happen again. Everyone just worked. Mm. All of 2021, everyone I know who could worked every single day mm. that they could. And you've got a lot of people in the industry who I think were very burnt out going into the beginning of this year, um, myself included. I think, you oh. know, as a freelancer, you're supposed to be able to pick and choose when you work and then be able to take more breaks because you do longer hours when you are working. But yeah. I think last year I had two weeks off in the whole year. Do you get burnout quite a lot? Yeah, I do. Oh, it's... Okay. um coming quicker and quicker these I think days we definitely get that from mum i feel like she gets quite a bit burnt out sometimes as well she's definitely a workaholic but she she's is. also a perfectionist which can be oh, oh that's you're where making I get it from. and your downfall that, that's where i get it from i see yeah. mm. she is yeah no i remember uh with with our mum uh because like she obviously works in the fashion business uh she used to work in ice skating uh you used to do ice skating. I did. Yeah. Did you? Um, there's an ice skating rink in town if you want to go. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, I remember. Even more recently, like she would go into work at what, like eight in the morning, and sometimes, like one of the times, she didn't even come back until like midnight or one in the morning. That's like quite regular. I recently did a job where the first day of the shoot, I was in the office at seven and I finished at one in the morning. Then the next day... Wait, 7am? Yeah. Then the next day back at eight until midnight. And um, the shoot days are supposedly... We have like a, a union called the APA, the Advertisers Producers Association. And they advise you not to make a day longer than 12 hours, but regularly for production because we're first in, last out. I've regularly done 18-hour days. Um, even when I'm prepping a job at home, I can work up to 12, 13 hours a day at my laptop to make sure that everything gets done. Yeah, even during lockdown, you were working quite a lot. Yeah, uh, during lockdown, I think I had one month and I was billing by the hour for some reason. And um, I worked, I think it was like two, there was something crazy like... <laughs> I think it was over 200 hours in a month. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um, so I regularly work 60 hours a week. Um, and that's not uncommon for somebody who works in the film industry. But it does take a toll. It takes a toll on your health. And I guess, yeah, with like big... Like even... Uh, we brought it up before with uh, Marvel CGI. Like there's there's like this whole thing... Um, because the CGI in the recent films were so kind of... Meh was because they were being kind of overworked. And they, or not like overworked, but they had to hit specific deadlines. There's always a deadline, you know, and yeah. I think one but of the problems we've... we've got with the way that kind of the world is going, everyone expects something tomorrow, expects something mm. now, but actually the processes of how these things get made have not become any quicker. So Marvel are pushing out a film every two years, but they want the CGI to be even more complicated and the more complicated, the longer amount of time it's oh, going to no, take. Like, so the like two they, things they don't like, mesh to... together. Recently they've been putting out, like last year they put what, like, Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, 
it was like four or five films. Yeah. And what, like four Disney Plus shows? Well, this is the thing. So there's number of studios in London, like big projects. film studios that Netflix and Disney have completely bought out. One company is having to make its own studios just so they can keep up with the demand of how much content yeah, we're did, did you know consuming. that um, the Duffer Brothers that made Stranger Things opened a studio? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon these days for these big streaming sites to... A, they're paying higher rates to just to get the crew. There's a huge crew shortage at the moment for some areas of the industry because people are going on longer TV shows and that the you know commercials are struggling to find people because oh I'm on Netflix, I'm on Disney, I'm on Amazon, and between those three companies alone, sometimes it's really hard to get people. And then we're not counting Channel Four and the BBC and all the streaming sites and everything for social. It's a uh, the rate at which we're consuming stuff, the film industry is so overloaded with work and, and people aren't taking the breaks and that they've they need. Also had to catch and you've got with, a lot of people leaving like the, the industry at the top because they're too tired. Yeah. And they've also just um, got to catch up with like the COVID kind of vacuum. I feel like we've caught up yeah, with the COVID no, think, vacuum yeah, now. Because um, even going back to Marvel, they were originally releasing... I, I believe they were releasing um, Black Widow in 2020 and then they pushed that back like five separate times. They shouldn't have and, released it at all. <laughs> no, they should have released it earlier. I've said this. They should have released it in, uh, like after Civil War. But I digress. Florence Pugh in that film is a vibe, though. She is great. Not gonna lie. She is great. She's um she's coming back for a few other projects. Like um she's coming back for Thunderbolts in twenty twenty four. I don't even know what that is. It's a new movie. They uh, when it. are they going to run out of characters? You know, oh, surely. Oh, with co- is... with with comic book films, they never run out. Like. Like I can name like I've f- really enjoyed the cinematic universe thing, but after the last Avengers, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like that's yeah. enough films that if you want to go and rewatch a franchise, it would still take you weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like with how much I'll be honest with the new Marvel stuff. Like it's been harder to kind of keep up because there's so much. I feel, but like also. I don't know. It just also feels... DC are up in their game as well. They want to get a slice of the action. Yeah, so they um, hired it used to James, be that the Marvel films Gunn. were always way better. They hired James Gunn to um, lead DC Studios. Yeah, um, I think he... there's slightly too many super. I know this is a controversial opinion. I think there's too many superhero films being made. Yeah, and I also think it's a shame. Like my personal opinion is great on all these live action remakes of the Disney films. However, like we should be promoting should be getting, like, original stuff, stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and that's what that's, that's as like much. my big my big aspiration in my like personal career goal is to create like the new big like media like franchise like the next Star Wars, the next Marvel, like bring in new characters, like bring in new stories adventures keep like the cinematic universe format or just the connected universe format but just it's brand new so people won't know what to expect yeah that's that's what i want to kind of go for quality over quantity yeah like i've planned out like i think personally if if it was books i feel like i could maybe get away with releasing one every one to two years because i think because i have because i've been planning out a lot of stuff for so long like i've even planned like for every story that i have planned like I could probably stretch all this out until I'm done personally. Like, that plan goes on for 20 years. These, you know, I think there must be some people who are contractually obliged to still do these who must be yeah, done by now. Yeah, I think um, Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel Studios, he might actually retire from Marvel Studios after the sixth, the sixth Avengers film. Yeah. Which should be coming out 2025? 2026, I think, now, because they mm. delayed it. Yeah, I, uh, you obviously you don't keep up with this kind of stuff, but Marvel 
announced their entire phases five six slate so like marvel their... and apple have got a very similar presenting <laughs> yeah. style going at the moment and i'm not sure i'm for it it's yeah a... uh, but marvel always like has a bunch of stuff in the pipeline they always plan ahead uh we uh we actually went to go see black panther that was the end of uh phase oh, i haven't four. seen it yet was it good it was good yeah also, I, won't, I won't spoil it but it is it wasn't good. as good as the first one but it was still good that's what I feel like everyone says about a sequel. There's too many sequels. Empire Strikes Back. I don't know. I think Better. there's just slightly too many sequels and prequels these days. Although, we'll hold my hands up. House of Dragon, as a prequel, completely stands on its own. I've been obsessed. It's I haven't great. watched any of Game of Thrones. Oh, so. you know, that's what I, what, that was what was on the TV when I was at uni, and it had to wait out a whole week for it to come out, and it was a nightmare. <laughs> we just wanted to binge it all. But <laughs> it had to wait every week, and it was so shocking. It was. It really started a whole little mini genre off. Um, of oh, Christ, yeah. Game of, wait, when did Game of Thrones start? Game of Thrones started, like, ten years ago, something Fucking like that. Fucking hell. So, I was just going to say, I thought House of Dragons was an original. Oh, I liked it. I liked the different characters. Wasn't Wasn't there, like, a brothel scene in that show? Yeah, yeah. but you watch Game of Thrones and you would see that that's tame. <laughs> Isn't there, like... Yeah incest in game of thrones there's, at one point yeah there's, there's incest and there's all sorts of violence and but the story is incredible it is i don't know what george R. R. martin was on when he was writing this but... <laughs> yeah nobody really knows mm. but it's a good series i highly recommend it and also i'm watching the handmaid's tale at the moment which is excellent and the cinematography in that is brilliant um I was with a friend the other day and we tried to watch Lindsay Lohan's new thing on Netflix. And I got 10 minutes in and had to turn it off purely because it was so badly shot. The whites are blown out. The grade is bad. Ooh. And the problem we've got is with everyone pushing content out so quickly, it's like the quality of the footage is going yeah. down. Whereas yeah. The Handmaid's Tale cinematography is unbelievable. Yeah, for dumb. me right now, it's so it's um, like I have an idea of when I probably want to release my first one and like maybe sometime next year. Uh, my first major kind of story is if I can, maybe not get it published, but like put it online or something, just kind of get it out there. In what format? Uh, kind of a book format, I want to say. Like you read it like chapter by chapter, maybe every week or maybe every month, depending cool. on how frequently I can get them. But I could have, here's the thing, I could have released this probably about like a year ago, but because I'm not like fully happy with it so far like I'm, i know where like it begins source of and where it ends and i know everything that comes after that and i know how this big like story arc kind of ends and all that it's just nailing down one story is hard like i'm thinking like with marvel right you know how they like announce all the projects like beforehand like what we've got like uh what, what's coming out we got like the daredevil shows coming out uh two years thunderbolts and then the next fantastic four film like they've got them announced, but then they've got to write them. They've got to find a director. They've got to do all that. Like I'm, I'm not saying I understand the struggle, but like I kind of feel like, sort of that. It's like I have the the idea of where it wants to go. It's just how do I get there? I would say, my like the initial piece of advice if you're gonna think about a franchise is also think about all the great franchises: Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter. It's a whole world, yeah, and it yeah. should be detailed and colourful oh, and it is rich detail. that people oh, yeah. could really get into. I've got quite a detailed thing. I won't say too much, but it's like a mod uh, for like the first one. It's set in like a modern time. I'm pretty sure even 2020 actually. No coronavirus though. <laughs> a completely worse disaster. Um, no virus. Um, but like it has magic and stuff in it as well. But it also has like guns and stuff too. So it's kind of 
like taking like two kind of separate kind of would you say genres kind of or like styles of like telling a story but then meshing them together into like a single thing and then there's all this like complex lore and like all these characters or whatever i won't dive into it you'll just have to see when it comes out read it when it comes out yeah yeah um on the beach (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no i've detailed all of that and now i'm like oh there needs to be no plot holes it's like if there's a single plot hole, I will just keel over and die. Like that's <laughs> like I would say, take your time. You've got you know. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I've you've got time. I actually in my bag I have the book of like the outline of like the first nine chapters, but I've like some of them I actually I'm really happy with. Like it goes semi horror for a second, but it's still kind of action. But uh, I've completely decided to compl- like rewrite the first three. Because I don't think I'm happy with how that's introduced. Like I've done a lot of research into how to write a story, and you're writing um, stuff at the moment, aren't you? As well, because like you write scripts and stuff. Yeah. You yeah. probably know as well. Like writing like a strong opening, that's very hard. important. That is very important. Right. Like I'm just thinking like the first Iron Man movie. Like you see like Tony Stark get hit by the missile, and then obviously you go back in time before then. You see he's a rich, arrogant asshole, and. That kind of sets up his character, and then when he goes to the cave, he builds the suit, and he becomes humbled by like all that. He's like hurt by his own creations, shuts all that down, and by the end, he's like a decent human being. That that's a kind of a good way to, but like it's because of the opening that you're so invested in like the journey and even the ending. It's just making that strong opening and balancing five characters all together. That's hard. <laughs> It's very hard. Yeah, I mean, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've rewritten my introduction to one of my scripts five times and it's still not quite there. Yeah, what, what kind of, if you don't mind telling us, kind of what it is, or like what kind of style is it? Because I've said my kind of style it's, on... It's sort of like a detective-based TV show mixed between Inception and Doctor Who. You've got this brilliant detective and mind-travelling sort of... What, uh, oh, universe. was this was this the one where um yeah you can you go into like the vic- dead victims' minds and then to, try and find the um to solve a murder yeah from, yeah yeah that's that's basically the gist cool. of it yeah it's that it sounds cool but my kind of thing with, when you mentioned it was wouldn't that be like a really easy way to kind of because then there'd be no mystery but you said it would be kind of like an anthology type thing so like each episode is like a different case or something different case and not everything's as it's as easy as it seems with people's memories because everyone's got a different memory of the and like world. a different recollection yeah, yeah everyone remembers things differently that's, that's how i'm able to, to make it a more complicated and fleshed out story well so yeah. if you think about all the sherlock holmes films they're not straightforward murders they're clever mm. crimes mm. so as long as there's a little bit of a twist and turn. And there. even like with certain anime as well, like you know, they're like I forgot what I was gonna say. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um the, the, they keep quite a lot of mystery as well. Um sorry sorry listeners, I've I've just blanked here. Um <laughs> Are you trying to uh, think of detective shows. I'm just trying to think of like shows that like I don't know. Um any I'll just move on. You mentioned Doctor Who actually. I figured uh, that would probably be a quick thing we could talk about because it's been out for a few weeks. Do you know about this? No. Da- David Tennant has come back. 
<gasps> oh my god, I'm so excited by that. He was my favourite Doctor Who yeah. growing up. Yeah, he's come back for, um, I'm pretty sure, free specials at the end of next year. Nice. Oh. He's an absolute legend. My friend actually shot some stills with him the other day. Really? Yeah, he got to meet David Tennant, which That's is cool. really cool. And, um, I don't, and the next Doctor, I, it's, um, I don't, I don't want to, like, butcher his name, because he's a good, he's a great actor. It's like, I'm, Nuc- I'm trying to remember his name. It's like, Nukti Gaswa, he was in Sex Education. Oh, he's fabulous, yeah. Yeah, he's the next Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And, actually, did you know, um, I'm pretty sure the next Doctor Who series is coming to Disney+. Plus. Interesting. It might, it might just be in America, but... For like distribute it for like the distribution side, but it might be in the UK as well. Interesting. Don't they shoot it all in Wales? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Um I'm not gonna try and pronounce that name. It is what you it's said. It's like it's like Nuke T Gaswell or something like yeah. that. I, he's a great actor. I absolutely respect his work and his all that. It's just I cannot pronounce things for shit, so uh I was actually going to ask, what are you watching at the moment? Yeah, so I just finished House of Dragon. Um, Handmaid's Tale season finale I haven't finished yet, so very excited about that. And um, I've got a bunch of shows on my list that I'm going to watch when I'm away. And uh, one of them is, I've got a lot of foreign TV shows on my Netflix list at the moment, but I need the headspace to like sit there and read the subtitles. Because I'm one of these people who kind of plays the same thing over and over again in the background. Weakness. So I'm about to start The Crown season five as well. We watch Mm. anime. We're used to this. (laughs) I mean, I've got a load of K-dramas and and Studio Ghibli films I'm trying to get through by the end of the year. Yeah, I've got lots of like Italian, Spanish, a couple of French shows. There's a really good French show. Trust me, when you start start watching like a bunch of subtitle stuff, it'll become second nature. I do it all the time. I actually watch, um, to improve languages, I watch English shows with different language subtitles just to sort of really? learn words so um but i have to have enough concentration and i find that if i've worked too much recently that i can't sit oh, there and yeah, concentrate yeah. my brain power is slightly diminished mm. and then um season cra- uh, season five of the crown that's gonna I be the next watch, thing i need to watch the crown <gasps> the crown is amazing i've just rewatched the whole thing i'm about to go into season five can't wait the production design like all the art department are, are is amazing they go to the end of elizabeth's reign with it I don't know whether they're going to go all the way. I think... Because um, I feel like... this. I think this season is in the 90s. I don't know if whether they'll go all the way. Also, oh, they're the not going to kill Maggie Fatch yet. What do you mean? Because she died in 2012. Anyway, no, no it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they've done this one. I'm trying to stay off social media until I've seen it because I don't want spoilers. It's based off <laughs> historical events though. How can you get spoilers? No, because like people, you know, show you too much. I stuff. guess, yeah. Oh no, even um oh staying away from spoilers. Um especially for gaming and anime because it's on like demand and obviously you have to buy it. It's so difficult because um with well even with movies actually. Yeah, cuz like leading up to like Avengers, there were a bunch of leaks and stuff and I'm pretty sure one of them proved it to the entire film. I but, mean, yeah, the new Black Panther, people were spoiling the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw it on the first day it came out. Yeah, yeah. Like, later Thank that God. day, you could just see people yeah, yeah. talking about the end. I mean, I didn't even understand the ending. It's... We can probably talk about it now, because it's been out for I haven't seen it weeks. yet. Don't, don't, oh, no yeah, spoilers, no, sorry, no spoilers. Sorry, no sorry, spoilers. Sorry, yeah. But the ending, it's like, everyone was just spoiling it, and... It was quite, it was quite an emotional ending, I'd say. Was it? <laughs> I mean, I'd personally say so. Mm. Like, the... 
it's not really a spoiler. Like, the entire film doesn't focus around Chadwick per se, but like you can definitely feel his yeah. absence in the film, and that's like the like that. Obviously, that's the core of it. Actually, I found out recently that Ryan Coogler, the director, finished the original script just before Chadwick died, and the last conversation he had with him was, "Do you want to read the script?" And what did he say? I don't know. He just said, he just, but then obviously, I'm assuming Chadwick then read the script and then obviously he passed away, rest in peace. Mm. And then they had to completely rewrite the script. But I heard um, a lo- some of the elements stayed the same. Apparently, the original script was about going to be about his life after coming back from the Thanos snap and like recovering from that, which makes sense. Um, but I want to know how they explain that he's died. Like, how did they. Can, uh, is that too much for it's, a spoiler? No, it's, is it a spoiler? I, I mean, it's pretty obvious how they do it, but I think... They open better. the movie with his passing. Right. But they don't show him. Which I think him. is pretty... Yeah, no, but not, show no obviously show him, but, like, the, you know, how he... I don't want to yeah. say too much, but, like, they open with it's the... It's always really tricky when the actor it's dies not, before it's not the really, movie comes I don't out. think it is really a spoiler, Obviously, with but, Princess Leia, they CGI'd her face a lot. And, yeah, yeah. And even with, um... that In Rogue One, going back to that, they, um... You know the guy who played um, Tarkin, the old guy on the Death Star? Yeah. Yeah, they completely resurrected him Yeah. for that. And it's they... very strange. It must be very strange for the family. Yeah, of these but people they also, as well. but also, yeah, they um, they got one of the voice actors, I think, who plays him in the animated shows to voice him, mm. which, like, it's, I guess that's all right, but it feels weird. I mean, it, I understand when... the continuity of the plot and why it needs to happen, but I think for some things. I feel like it's you a could bit, have him in the background and strange. say, like, oh, yeah oh yeah Grand Moff Tarkin's on his way and then you could just have like another Imperial Commander but yeah but uh, going back to Black Panther I don't really think it is much of a spoiler to say at the beginning he does die because obviously Chadwick's dead Mm. obviously with continuity they have to explain why he's not around even in the trailers you see a bit of his funeral yeah yeah obviously I know that they've they say but it's I thought he would die in battle personally and then it would be more but no he just I'm pretty sure he just straight dies of cancer it's like some illness he dies of. Yeah, my my personal headcanon is that um, after people came back from the snap, certain people contracted like an illness or like maybe yeah. like a form of cancer or something like that because of the snap and coming In back. In Wakanda though, aren't they supposed to have like next level technological for medical things? Yeah, and that's the whole thing with Shuri and her character is like she did she wasn't able to save him. Right. Um, so they were automatically built in a new character arc. There. Yeah, but um. She actually goes on quite a similar journey to the one in the first film. It's it's actually quite a, it's a very serious film in tone. Like I was really mm. happy to see that because a lot like even with She Hulk, like that was a comedy, yeah. But even with I haven't sh- seen that yet. Even with shows like Moon Knight, like even then, like the tone was a little bit more dark, but like there was still that that Marvel effect and aspect to it, which you could you could like feel when you're watching it it was still good though um really but good actors as well Amazing oh the acting actors. in black panther was so good i won't, I, I won't say much but i, I don't want to say anything but um like any spoilers but the queen of uh i forgot who uh angela bass Bassa, was it uh she she plays chadwick's mom yeah or like um t'challa's mother she is probably the best actor in that film i agree she really is good. so good denai guerrera is great uh actress who plays shuri is great um, it was it was a good film and uh, like even the there were a bunch of production issues like I remember following like they had to shut down production at one point because um, uh, the actress who plays Shuri like got injured and she was also an anti-vaxxer as well at one point 
Yeah, there's and a, that was like a, whole a lot thing. of things that can come up during a film, like, you know, it happens with big stunts. Yeah. People get injured and you have to move everything and then you have to wait for the weather to improve. And sometimes it's very difficult. You'll only get one shot to be in a yeah. certain location because of how much you have to shut down. Think of like James Bond and Mission Impossible and getting mm. a whole crew on top of a rooftop is not very easy. So cancellation fees and then getting everyone back again. And also the, ins- the amount of insurance you have to pay to like insure Tom Cruise must be insane. Quick, quick thing about that, actually, about Mission Impossible. Do you think they save money with Tom Cruise doing all of his own stunts, like on the side of an actual flying plane over an actual real canyon? <laughs> um, not necessarily, because... Tom Cruise, I'm sure, has a very healthy salary to accommodate for the fact he does his own stunts. Plus, the insurance on an actor versus the insurance on a stunt person might differ. So you've got to weigh up both. I would say it probably costs the same, if not a little bit more, for Tom. But it's a great story. So, you know, press-wise, they might make more money because they're like, oh, well, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. So we know it's real, and that's one of the draws of the franchise. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It really depends. All those things kind of... And then sometimes it's, you know oh, we will need a snowy mountainous area. And you can like look at all the different countries at that time of the year that might have snow. And then you can go to countries like the rates for crew vary country to country very much. So so you have to pick and choose where you're going to go and kind of which areas are safe to do it in and how cheap it is, yeah. and how expensive it is. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go back to Black Panther one more time because we're kind of bouncing around. Um... Personally, what did you think of the new characters introduced, Atticus? Like, um, it was Ironheart and Namor. Because you're not someone who's really read any of the comics and just seen the movies. No, I mean, I I, I know who Ironheart was. Which one's Namor? He was the guy with the... He was the the main villain. Oh. He was the guy with the wing, wings on his feet. Um, that was oh it sounds it sounds funny yeah but they actually managed to find a way to actually make that kind of terrifying in a way it was very it, it looks kind of goofy but like in hindsight it was actually kind of it, it was really well done I mean I enjoy the characters they're both yeah both good <clears throat> I mean not like not as good as the first one oh yeah um, is Martin Freeman still in it yeah he has a, him he has sushi a um, once. He has it really. I just looked over at sushi bar and I was like, oh, "That's Martin Freeman." Oh no way! <laughs> um, he has a lesser role. I thought he'd have more of a role in it, but um, mm. yeah, he's all right in it. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, going back to Namor and Ironheart. I, oh, I, just, I, I don't know. I think for what they try to do, they obviously they have to bring the MCU forward while also having this film respect Chadwick's legacy, which they do really well. But they they were both great. Uh, I think actually Ironheart was done better in the movie than she was in the source material. Because uh, like, a lot of people don't like her in the source material hmm. for various reasons. Not 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 because she's like a black teen or whatever, but it's like how her character's written. And I'm personally fine with her taking up like an Iron Man position. Like a lot of like female characters are taking up like these original Avengers positions. And I'm like, that's awesome. All it the is, power to, yeah, yeah. to them. Like I loved uh, uh, Natalie Portman come back as Jane Foster for Thor. Like, that was awesome. Like, she did great. I don't know if you've seen the new Thor. I did see the new Thor. What did you think of it? I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay as well. Um, I like. I love Taika Waititi. He's hysterical. Love Chris Hemsworth. He's very, very good at comedy. I thought Natalie Portman did a very good job at she being was comedic very good. in that. Yeah. But I didn't really get why. The whole plot. Why? 
You know, what what yeah. was just to say for a future film that she's not around anymore is kind of a very but long, like the... two-hour windy road also, of that. But also, like... Or are we introducing this small child character and that's the whole point? I don't... I didn't yeah. know what the point was of the film in the universe. Ah, uh, d- yeah, no. You, the more you, the felt more like a film for that, film's yeah. sake. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. Like, even, actually, we've had discussions about this. Like, some of the comedy in that film felt kind of forced at points, but... I haven't seen it. Have you not? No. Do you mind us spoiling it? I don't mind. Okay, um, some of it felt kind of... kind of uh, Some of the comedy didn't really feel that great. Personally, on my secondary watch, I barely laughed. There was one gag at the end where uh, Korg meets a guy called Dwayne and he's made of rocks, like Dwayne the Rock. John. Like I thought that was hilarious. Like That was actually really good. Um, they underused Christian Bale, though. Christian Bale's a fantastic actor. He's a fantastic actor. I would love to work with Christian Bale one day. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, he's a fantastic actor. I just don't know why they had to underuse him like that because even... Like the character he's playing, like in the comics, Gore the God Butch is like a formidable opponent for for like Thor, and he's in the film for like ten minutes. Yeah, because the film's about Thor. It's not yeah, about... I know, but like you, a, a hero is only as strong as their villain. Yeah, but it's always the the hero gets more screen time and everything. I know. But but here's here's food for thought. I think we even brought this up on a podcast. I even brought. I think it brought up with Ruben. Infinity War is not an Avengers movie. It's a Thanos movie. He has the most screen time in that film. Does he? Yeah. Didn't even know that. Yeah, someone actually did a graph and uh, like counting all of his screen time. He has the most, followed by Robert Downey Jr. and Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana is another fantastic actress. Yeah. Um, I recently watched her new series on Netflix, and it's an emotional roller coaster. Don't listen to it if you're. Don't watch it if you're not ready for an emotional roller coaster. I thought, oh, I have COVID, and I'm sitting in my room. I watch this nice little rom com. Cried for the last two hours of it. It was. It was great. That, that reminds me of a few anime I've seen. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no. Um, I forgot what I was... I forgot Again, I forgot what I was saying. Um, what was I saying before? Thanos. Oh, Thanos, yeah. Um, he's a very good villain. And yeah. I definitely think giving him kind of the spotlight in that film was good. And uh, that's pretty much all I had to say about that. But yeah, no, I felt of heroes only as strong as their villain. Like, think about, like, the Dark Knight. Like, the Joker is as great because, like, Batman is obviously, like, the foil with, like, the, oh, between them. Oh, how can you not mention Bane first? And then the, the but, Dark Knight uh, Joker, and Bane just go together. Uh, no, the, He was a fantastic villain. I'm just saying the Dark Knight was better than Dark Knight Rises. <gasps> I don't think so. Bane is great and Tom Hardy's great. Like, Dark Knight I, Rises is an epic film. If you've seen Venom, like... Like, Tom Hardy's great. He's just great in general. Yeah, but that's in... Venom's yeah, completely in... different. Yeah, I know, I know. Say. But, like, he's great as Bane as well. That was his, like, outing into the villaindom. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's he's fantastic in that film. I mean, if we if they had, um, you know, Joker, the film... Have you they... seen the Joker movie? I fell asleep in the Joker. Ah, oh, I, I know everyone's it. obsessed with it. It's but really good. I tried watching him. it, fell asleep, woke up in the credits, and I was like, that was a great nap. Oh, so yeah. I haven't tried to commit to it again. <laughs> if they um, had Joker's actor... Who was Joker? Uh, Joaquin, oh, right? Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Mm. They're doing a sequel. Yeah, if they had There's him. too many sequels. Yeah, it's going to be a musical, apparently. Oh, I'm not watching it. And it has Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn. <laughs> God. It's too much. 
Which is ridiculous, but okay. If they did have Phoenix in The Dark Knight, it would be on the same level as Dark Knight Rises because Bane was superior. Yeah. Uh, wow. Two against one. Heath Bane... Ledger's Joker was so good, though. Yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker is good, but Bane is a... Do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> I was born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't watched Dark Knight Rises in years. It's such a good film. Um... Actually, this just came to mind. Uh, why don't we all go around the table? Uh, celebrity crushes. Oh, Henry Cavill. I knew you were going to say Witcher. that. The Witcher. Is... Yeah. You know he's been replaced. Yeah, I yeah. do. Liam By Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. And also, I heard that he was a... Yeah. Yeah, everyone... Uh, it's A, a filming conflict, right? And B, yeah, he didn't coming, like the way like that Superman, they were... Yeah trying to go away he's a real fan of the games and the books and apparently yeah, yeah. he didn't love that they were straying yeah, away no. from the story oh, i heard one of the writers said that in the writing room a bunch of the writers actively mocked and disliked the source material it's yeah. like how can you do that apparently he was on set going that's not what the character does that's yeah, not no. what they say or <laughs> yeah, so yeah. i really appreciate that he was that's that like... into it and i think the fans of the game and the book will really yeah. appreciate that actually but, next yeah. week i think um in december actually they're releasing a free patch for the witcher 3 uh for next gen consoles i thought i'd bring that up for our gaming audience i mean i've never played Witcher. i've just watched it and enjoyed it our brother alexander has way too many hours on the witcher 3 yeah i didn't know it was a game when it first came out i have so, to say like it was a book before it was a game but the games yeah. were like the Actually, I thought uh, it was quite complicated at the beginning to follow, but then I really got into it and started to understand. I it need to end. fully watch it. We I watched the first couple episodes with uh, Mum and Alexander, but then I uh, was just feeling really tired, so I went to bed. But yeah. Mum really liked it, and I'm pretty sure they're doing a limited series that comes out on Christmas Day. Uh, not following Henry Cavill, obviously, but I, I'm pretty sure it's called Blood Origin. It's like the maybe like an origin kind of thing, but um, well, obviously it's in the title, but um. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's not gonna be good. Yeah, I'm struggling to think today. Sorry about that. Um, but um, actually, another thing as well. Uh, because of the Witcher show, uh, the um, the sales of the game actually went up. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things like The Handmaid's Tale coming out as a series, regenerated the book, like Kate oh, Bush being used. Yes, The Handmaid's Tale is a oh, book. Oh yeah, and Kate it's a book. very short book. And due to the popularity of the series, she a released a second book on the subject, and oh. then um. Because the author's still very much alive and then it, it raised the sales of the first book. And Kate Bush being used in, in Stranger things. things brought that in, back into the charts. Like, Actually, Mum put it in her playlist after we watched it. Yeah, I mean... I can't stand that song. It's so good. <laughs> I hate Stranger Things. I'm putting that there. Why do you not like Stranger Things? I enjoyed it until this later season. What? Oh, see, I think this later season, which I think is season four, is better than season three. Because no, oh, I didn't love is. season three. It definitely it is. is. Also, it was terrifying. I mean, I it was agree. really... I'm so happy they went down more of a horror route. I don't know. The CGI freaked me out. I mean, props to the CGI Actually, team on that, because that is really wait, hard. Uh, the Vecna suit was practical. Yeah, not the Vecna suit. I mean, when like, she goes up in the air oh, and like, like dislocates the, the all herself. Yeah. Like, all that, yeah. That is incredibly mm. hard to create and make it look real, and it was really scary. So props to the team that did that. I mean, yeah. uh, season four was probably the best season, in yeah. my opinion, but I just... Don't enjoy the fan base behind it. Yeah, no, it's like I love Attack on Titan, as I've mentioned, but as I've said previously, some of uh, there's a portion of the fan base which is ridiculous, and I would um act, <laughs> I actively want to piss the, those guys off because it's mm. just funny to see them react in that way. But yeah, no, fandom is very toxic, depending on where you go. I don't know if you've been in any kind of 
media fandoms or anything? I don't know. I'm, I'm like I'm big into Harry Potter, so that's probably mm. as close as I've gotten to like a fandom. But I wouldn't say yeah die hard. But maybe maybe I'm I'm a Gryffindor. I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> I haven't watched Harry Potter. <gasps> Have what? you read the books? Yes. Okay. Okay. We can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see how it compares. I'll just binge The films, watching. I think my dream job as a producer is now like 10 Work years down film. the line, they're going to turn that into a series. And when they do, I will return. What? Like a, like a Harry when Potter series? Ha- Harry Potter, the films are f- fucking great. They're really, really well done. Do and you obviously... think maybe they'll do like a... Like a like an anthology or like a, no a, not an anthology. No, not, not I like think an they'll anthology. have to remake them for a new age. Like no, the CGI, but you can't. Like, with Star Wars? Is no, kind you of can't. Remake they can't remake with better CGI. I think they will. There's so much no, money in it. it. It's so they'll remake classic, it as a series. Though. Actually, get the plot right because there's a few plot holes in the films compared to if the they books. Have, if they have to remake any Star Wars films, remake the sequel trilogy. None of the originals. They can say as is. Just redo the sequel trilogy. I don't care. But um. No, I feel like there's... there's too much money in it. Look at all the live action remakes of stuff. I think one day they'll make Harry Potter as a series. I think and that they... will be my dream job. I think what maybe I'm going to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe what they should do. Um, actually, I feel like they're even kind of doing that now. Obviously, with the Fantastic Beast films, the, the, new, the newest one was so bad. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I don't know. The Probably, one wasn't maybe good, personally. Um, I have my opinions on the first Fantastic Beast film was great, but the second one didn't even have a second act. The third one... I fell asleep. It's mid. Um, um, but I feel I feel like they're trying to expand... Or do a Star Wars where like they're trying to expand the universe beyond like the original kind of concept. They're even doing that with The Walking Dead at the moment, I think. like It ended with the comics, but they're doing like Fear the Walking Dead. They're doing like a Daryl show, Rick Grimes I and Michonne show. Excuse the phrase, flogging a dead horse here. Like It's just... Yeah. It's just to make money in the end. But it is. I, I feel like, like three, it's also... I haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, and I will commit at some point oh, to watch it. you still haven't seen it. I oh know, my God. I know, oh I'm behind. God. But when, uh, I have, when I have all the time in the world and I'm not working, I'll watch The Mandalorian. But I think Obi-Wan was a good series, but mm. it also didn't need to be made. But Yeah, fans wanted it, though. I enjoyed it because Ewan McGregor's a bloody ledge. He's great, yeah. <laughs> bloody ledge. Um, yeah, no, I feel like what they might do with the Harry Potter franchise is kind of go down a Star Wars route where it's not following like the original cast but like set in the same universe but kind of expanding it in that way like they're nah. they're releasing um the Ho- uh, Hogwarts Legacy at the beginning of next year it's a uh, it's a video game uh, yeah but this is set the thing. at Hogwarts it's... in the 1800s and it looks it, the the, big. Ju- the genius of Harry Potter is the main three characters and the, oh, yeah, the world yeah. that she built. So it's even though her personal political views are slightly questionable now. So it's, mm, yeah. but they, I don't think they can just create the magic that they had from the three people. Like she would always have to be involved in the story she owns. Yeah, it. yeah. So I don't. That's think... with me. It's like if anything in my franchise is wants to be made after I'm finished, they need to come to me first. Mm. Like if they want to make a game, I have to pass it and whatever yeah so I just don't think they can expand and like make new characters that people will invest time like, in also with a with like a game it is with this one specifically it's like you have like a, support, a supporting cast or whatever but you can make your own it's it's more of like a self insert kind of one of those games kind of like you know I like the sims but it does follow like a narrative you do stuff you go to school in Hogwarts you yeah, cast spells that. they said you can't play Quidditch which is I'm not buying because of that <laughs> no I probably will play it at some point but I'm not a big gamer. I know. 
I love a puzzle. I'm a Sudoku nerd. I like little, I've got this game on my phone that you have to sort water into different things in different colours and it's all puzzle based. And, um, but I'm not, I have bought a Switch and I do have Animal Crossing now, which I yeah. like to occasionally fish for digital fish to get some zen in my life. But Animal Crossing does feel like a very casual kind of one. Yeah, although they people, guilt yeah. trip you if you haven't logged in in a while. Oh, that's just games in general, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I've just never been a gamer and I think a lot of games are just so built for boys that mm. there was just would, no interest for I me would, um... as a kid. No, the Nintendo DS was the golden age of like yeah. gender yeah, neutral yeah. gaming. Like everyone fucking loved Cooking Mama and Nintendo. Oh, that was yeah. that yeah. was as good as it gets. Oh, but Nintendogs. I like you know if I wanted to buy a PlayStation or Xbox, I'd say, there's shooting games and there's FIFA. Like there's nothing want, in between. Uh, I'd say if you want a good narrative game, which can kind of speak to all kind of genders and demographics. I've spoken to multiple people. Um, Holly on our course actually, um, and even uh, my friend Emily. Uh, from primary school um they've all said um i say i'd recommend the last of us what's that uh the last of us is a game set in like it's a um it's an apocalypse post-apocalyptic yeah see this game. is the thing oh, you've but... lost me already no, 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 i don't no, no, no. play games to stress myself out no 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 i play no, them no, to you... relax so i don't want to shoot anything i don't want to kill anything that's fair i don't want to be want... an apocalyptic a zombie world but just play geometry dash <laughs> <laughs> but uh with the last of us though the developers Guitar specifically... Guitar Hero. Golden, second golden age of my life. Rock band. That was great. Sky Sing Star. <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy. That's where it was yeah. Wii. Yeah. Wii games. The Wii games. But with The Last of Us, it's very accessible because uh, the developers... like Actually, even with the recent PS5 remake, even got nominated at the Game Awards. Uh, we'll talk about that in, the next, in another episode. It got nominated for an accessibility award because um, like even deaf and blind people can play it now. I think that's great. Yeah. But I still wouldn't play a game that was apocalyptic. Although, actually, one thing I would say, it's coming out as a TV show in January. Yeah, not even sure. It's starring Pedro Pascal. We do love Pedro. And uh, Bella Ramsey, who is in Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, That's a different thing. A show... Like, The Handmaid's Tale is a heavy show. Like, when I watch that, it's a very emotional experience. And so, if it's, like, an hour long a week, you can probably do that. But games, you tend to play for, like, more than an hour at a time. And I just don't need to put myself in a stressful situation. And they're so realistic. The CGI True. on the games now it's not CGI, is so it's just graphics. realistic. Yeah. And the animation is so real that I just, I just, no, no. Don't need that stress. I'm removing stress from my life. I don't need to add I'm it in just, a zombie trying to, think of like... trying to eat my face way. But there are difficulties as well. You can reduce stress by choosing an easier difficulty. No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anywhere in a post-apocalyptic it's not a relaxing But even then, I would still, re- regardless of gameplay, I would still recommend The Last of Us because purely based on story, that it may, it's like, I'm very passionate about it. It's one of the greatest stories ever put to screen, in my opinion. Like the still opening, the opening, te- oh, yeah, I know, but <laughs> the opening 10 minutes of that game are a masterpiece. And, I'm gonna watch that the would, show. Like, that sentence makes me want to watch the show and know what the story is. Yeah, but, but also with like the show, I don't know if it can do it justice. Well, we'll see. But mm. I'd say if you you're like fine if you find the show good, then or even if you find it bad and are curious about oh did the game do it better or worse, then even even just watching a gameplay video on YouTube like that's like what a lot of people do. No. Or just watching I like, to like watch a people build thing. their little Animal Crossing houses, and that's as I, I don't do YouTube, you'd, so I, I know that it's like, very controversial. But I, 
I've just never got into YouTube. I don't That's watch fair, yeah. vlogs very often. I went through phases yeah. of watching like Casey Neistat back in the day, but I really can't commit to the episodes. And my brain, like, I like to know how it starts and how it finishes. So for me, if yeah, I want to yeah. get involved with somebody, I like to start right at the beginning of their story when everything, all the filmmaking was crap. So mm. I struggle to get yeah. like really into it. I just use YouTube for music. Fair enough. I don't use Spotify. Oh, I love Spotify. That's the best yeah, invention I mean, ever. As well, yeah. Um, one one game I think you might like would be Minecraft. No. Oh no, it is you. There's um. Animal Crossing is Minecraft with better graphics. Wow. You have to build houses. You have to decorate. No, but... You have to build little DIY tools. Yeah, but yeah, you do that in Minecraft as well. But you have more freedom. I don't need freedom. I need clear and strict instructions. <laughs> well, no, there's even clear and strict and clear instructions in that as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, because I've never gamed, I don't understand how games work. So I used to, when I was, I, I've learning. never You're learning. You're been learning. to a gym in Pokemon because it was just too hard to get there. What? Yeah. Like you've never been a Pokemon game? Well, no, no. I've never even gotten a badge. Used to just go in the grass all the time, back and forth, and now I get bored. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is like on a Nintendo... Game Boy Advance that didn't have a light behind the screen. So if you were playing in the car, you had to wait for a street lamp to go by to like go another few places. <laughs> oh, no. So we're talking a long, long time ago. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Actually, but I yeah. actually tried. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fine. If you're not, if you're much more of like a casual gamer, I respect. I do respect that. I've gotten into this thing looking on, um, on Instagram. There's these things called cozy games, and they're supposed to be like quite relaxing experiences. Yeah. So maybe I'm going yeah. to try some cozy. Yeah, games. no, I, I do like. It's so like good... hashtag cozy gamer is a thing. So I do I do respect people who like play games just to chill out, mm. and even actually sometimes I play like action games just to chill out as well. I'm not like shooters, but like, but I also love investing myself in a story game, specifically because sometimes I find story games to be because games are interactive. You you're like put into the world and have a direct impact. That's why I prefer it more kind of over movies and TV shows sometimes. Is oh, I like to disappear into the story of something else. Yeah, no, I like... I don't need to be invested in it necessarily. Person, I, I do like having that um, option, though, of, like, disappearing into, like, and viewing another person's story. But I also like being the one who has a part in controlling it. No, I don't even if it Even if it is on a set path, just seeing, like, everything that the developers have made, which you could very easily miss, I think that that personally, for me, is a very fun and enjoyable experience, but to each their own. If you like <laughs> Animal Crossing, that's fine with me. You're like a patronising <laughs> parent. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. I know it's intense to tell a gamer about Animal Crossing, but... Oh, no, lots of gamers play Animal Crossing. I've I played like Animal it. Crossing for a little bit. I probably need to get back into it. Shout out to my friend Josh, who made me buy it. <laughs> and gives me tips when I get stuck. I'm like, what am I doing? He was like, go and ask the band what you should do. I'm like, okay. Have you uh, paid your taxes yet in Animal Crossing? No. Do you have to pay taxes? You aren't you like current? You're you're in debt to a raccoon. Oh, I paid all my loans off to the raccoon. Yeah. You've, all right. I, you, I'm you've paid all free. Your, you've paid all your debts to Tom. Yeah, Nick. I haven't I haven't expanded my little house yet. I'm still early on. Okay, okay. But um, I need to, I need to get back into Animal Crossing. I I barely played any of it really. I like it. I need to get different fruit trees. If anyone can tell me how to get different fruit trees apart from leave it in the trees. leave it in the comments yeah. on the YouTube. <laughs> how, how long do I have to play before I can get a peach tree? <laughs> I'm also worried That's... about ripping my whole island up and redesigning it. I see people on YouTube do it because all of their yeah. designs look great, and I'm like, when people when's are... mine gonna look? Can like I just say, that? people in these casual games can go buck wild with a bunch of like the creative tools. Like I've seen. Oh yeah, people create I've like seen... custom oh, patterns, I've... even stuff. in like. Even in like action, like single player games, I see people 
do like the most ridiculous fighting combos ever and like insta kill like the hardest boss in the game with like not even getting hit on the hardest difficulty and i'm like how do you have the time to do this but like then mm. i see people in minecraft build like a full replica scale of like the starship enterprise or the millennium falcon it's like how do you do this yeah i think some people's brains just work differently yeah. they can just see something and really recreate it yeah you'll find people putting so much time into like really niche games like ones yeah. that no one's heard of and then... that's why speedrunning is so popular as well yeah yeah i mean it's just really games no one's heard of people put their time into it so then they can be really good when it does and actually sometimes people put times into certain games uh, because sometimes those skills transfer into other games as well yeah yeah have you heard that um my friend used to make money from playing a couple of what are they called i don't know fantasy games or whatever there's a name for them and um rpgs maybe maybe i don't know and he would get them up to a certain level and then sell the account oh. because uh, people wanted to play yeah. at a certain level. I've, I've done uh, and he like funded his way through university doing that. Really? Yeah. He basically all his like pocket money would come from. He oh, would wow. play the game, get it up to a certain level, I feel like and then sell accounts, it on. I feel like account selling is not really like the. I mean, if you make, I mean, I guess all the power to him. He made some. Yeah. It made a good dollar off of it, but um, no. In some games, account selling, I find it a bit scummy. It, it depends on the game, though. If people are willing to pay for it, they're willing yeah. to pay if for it. Yeah, like, if it's like, if it, but also you can get banned for it as well. Do it quietly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, you can get, you can get like a, a band, I think, if you share passwords or whatever with other people in like that way. I think you can definitely on Fortnite and like Call of Duty, I think. I get it, though. Like, I don't have time to put that many hours a week into it. Yeah. That's why, like, I'll pick up my Switch like once every two weeks. That's, so, yeah. that's how much time I have. As long I've as you don't forget hours. the controls. Well, I do. I have to relearn everything. But, um, <laughs> And also have to kill the cockroach that lives in my house when I haven't logged in in a while. But um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, I think gaming is luxury for people who have that amount of time per week. Yeah. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's part, I feel like gaming is going to be a big, like big in the future of storytelling and just all that kind of media stuff in general. But film and TV isn't going anywhere anytime soon but gaming no, but is like the what do you like think the about the metaverse niche. and the vrs we're all Kill gonna be me. sitting in little pods living the meta, online the meta, facebook's metaverse is dead we well that's not on it for too long because we don't want this to go on for way too long there is something called nature yeah yeah there's something called go, called touching grass yeah going outside yeah it's like it's like why would you go into the metaverse and water your own plants when you ever want to withering away yeah i honestly think it's a dangerous road to be going down yeah mm. but it needs to be done right. Like the only good example of like things coming together I've seen is in Fortnite. Like they do a bunch of collaborations with other companies. Like they have Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Indiana Jones, uh, Dragon Ball, Naruto, um, all sorts in the game. And they're even releasing like a creative tool early next year, which will make people kind of make games within the game. I think that's a good step in the right direction for a metaverse. But I think Facebook's idea is a bit shit. It's not really well not what real thought life. out. Oh, they, they don't even have legs on their avatars. It's just a Other VR body. games have had them for years and Facebook can't crack it. Oh, yeah. And they've lost money on it. But um, anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, I think we should probably start to wrap it up because we've been going on for an hour and a half now. Um, Sophia, it's been very nice to have you on. Thanks been. for having me. Yeah. Been. Any and last questions? <laughs> no, um, but you are moving away soon. So I, yeah. I did want to say that um, I'm very... Like, as as your younger brother, I'm very kind of proud and happy for you to like go off 
move to another country. It's going to be sad to see you go as well. Thank you. But I'm also very uh, proud of like what you've done personally, <laughs> like in the industry as well. And I feel very privileged to call you my big sister. Oh, thanks, Max. <laughs> Appreciate that. And very lucky. Yeah. And just thanks for coming on and talking about media stuff mm. in general. It's really good to have an industry expert. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I and never think of myself good. as an expert, but I guess... Or like, an, or like a person yeah. who's in the industry. Yeah, for sure. It's funny to kind of come back to a university after so long and then yeah. realise... You realise how much I have picked up along... I've realised how much I have picked up along the last you know, yeah. 10 years, but mm. it's, all, it's all interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having you me. You got any last words, Atticus? Uh, no, I was just going to say, again, thank you for coming on. It's been really interesting to have, have a chat. Good to get to know you. Yeah, <laughs> you too. Thankfully, she hasn't embarrassed me. No. <gasps> that's, no. Well, that's when the that'll recording be, button goes that'll off. That'll probably be, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's way worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Thanks for lis- thank you for listening, everyone. Atticus is back. Uh, yeah. Presumably, you'll be back for the foreseeable future in the episodes. Yeah, I'll be here every This is every our week. podcast after all. <laughs> it's called Looney Lads Podcast with Max and Atticus. Yes. We might we might bring Ruben on as a third one. Well, yeah, maybe. probably at the start. Maybe, maybe. you never yeah, know. I, actually, even the recent poll, which I've uh, on the most recent episode at the time of filming this, I think I even, I put a poll out on the Spotify on whether Ruben should maybe be. I'll see how that turns mm. out. But yeah. That's anyway, we more. shouldn't waffle on for too long. Thank you for listening. Cheers. And... We'll see you next time. I think this is the right button. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Honky outro music. Yeah. I'm going to stop recording now. I'm going to stop recording now.